Bear Hardcore Radio, exploring the world's best hardcore punk and all the various subgenres. For the next two hours we will enter a world apart from the rest. The time is now. What's up with that? Let's start jamming. You listen to episode 87 of Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. If you have just stumbled upon this show, we are a hardcore radio show. We play hardcore, punk, metal, and all the adjacent genres. And uh, we just uh, we hang out. We play music that we like. Um, sometimes I get my friends, and they play music that they like. And we talk about the music. Howdy. Yeah, howdy. We have... <laughs> <laughs> um Ray Budworth. It's been like two years since I think you've been on the show. You came Gosh, and hung yeah, up. it has. And now we are doing a even though we live in the same town, we are now doing a social distancing episode. <laughs> um big special. Old, big old social distance. Big old social distance in Puyallup, Washington. You know, I wanna I wanna do some hyper local talk for just a second. You know what's pissing me off? What's grinding your gears? The Puyallup uh, Police Department's Facebook posts. I have not seen them, but I did see that one. I I posted, actually, something that they had. uh, Whoops, that's my email. I I can look up a a post that I shared the other day that was from them where it was like... Stop committing crime. Stop committing crimes. Like if it were that easy, it would have already been done. I know but, uh... it was a joke, but still, as a joke, it was stupid. Literally, <laughs> they just posted one this morning. Um, that oh, was that was you know telling people not to like you know mix these certain cleaning chemicals, 
And within the instructions, they literally put step-by-step instructions on how to make chloroform. What? Yeah. They they put the they they said they 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 mapped out what if you cross these certain chemicals what it makes. And then one of the one of the things was chloroform. And I was just like yeah. you literally just taught dumb creepy people how to make chloroform at home. I mean, it's not that hard, but now you literally laid it out there for the dumb people of the internet. Oh no! I think they're yeah. trying to be. I think they're trying to like, like what they do is they try to post something like with a little tinge of humor, and it doesn't go very well. And this one was like they were supposed. I, I think they were trying to warn people of you know don't you know cross these chemicals and if you're trying to make your own cleaning um you know cleaning spray or whatever or disinfecting and instead they literally put down the recipe for chloroform (laughs) well i mean it's not like they put down like the exact recipe but i i'm not trying to split hairs oh i'm not splitting no i'm not splitting no hairs i'm just saying regardless (laughs) even if it's just like this and this makes chloroform I don't think that's, that's still bad enough. That's that still not... try either actually be successful or just bad enough to kill somebody with it. They might. They might end up just killing them. Some we might be doing some of a favor, and some creeper, it like yeah. tries to put it together, and it just knocks them out. So <laughs> let's let's hope that's let's hope that's a thing. And just removal of self from the situation. That's that. That would be great. Um, so yeah, I picked, so I'll lay down kind of what the show is going to be today. So I, Ray, you pick some songs and we're going to go, it's a, it's a lot of stuff that, um, we're going to play some of your own band. We're going to play, um, a lot of homie picks of friends and people that were shouting out in this episode. Also, um, the other half is going to be stuff that was submitted to me as of last week, cause, uh, Bandcamp did the whole like, um, thing where they cut all the fees. So people, so the artists can make actual money, um, during this mm-hmm. lockout time. And so what I did is I had a, a, um, I had a little like live listening party, um, on Friday and had people post their links. And then whoever I didn't make, whoever didn't make the live listening party, I made a, a thread for that. And so we're going to play that. And, uh, because, um, I know your, your tastes as far as hardcore, um, tinge on the, on the heavier side. That's why I wanted to kind of showcase a lot of more heavier, more chaotic, um, metal, metal core grind. Some there's, some of them are straight up like caveman-y, um, black metal, um, that, that are members of hardcore bands. Um, so I saw, yeah, this one that was like Otlatok, Copa, uh, whatever the the Skull Rack band. That that band was tight. I was checking them out before the uh, before we started talking today, and uh, I'm excited to hear that song again. Yeah. Um. So might as well because I because I control my own fucking playlist. We will go on. We're gonna go on that. But because I like to always like somewhat start off with like a punk, like a more uh, punk influenced song. We're going to start with one of your picks, which is a, a friend of both of ours that we work with on Capitol Hill. Um, 
Kevin is in a uh, who's in a band called Fcon. Um, he works security um, at one of our uh, local uh, music establishments and is obsessed with a um, with a definite like '80s style punk. We've me and him have um, kind of argued. Uh, the last time I saw him was like the day before the um, shutdown. He came into one mm-hmm. of the places I worked. We talked a little bit because um, that was like the last day pretty much anything was open. But there was also the quarantine episode. There was a quarantine show of Chromags. And as far as like metal and hardcore, he he won't even step that far into the world of like of like crossover. Um, cause, oh, wow. Because that's that is because that's like in the era of like the 86 era is like when a lot of like thrash and metal and hardcore actually started to collide and Chromags, um, even like age of age of quarrel is a very metal tinged, um, people who really like metal might not, not pick it up as much. If you are a, like a strict metal fan and don't, don't dip your toes in hardcore, you'd be like, that's, that's a punk record, but definitely most like punk fans will be like, that's, that's definitely more of a metal um, mix with hardcore. Even like older heads will call um, if they're not like really into deep, like hardcore discussions, we'll call, we'll go as far as to call Chromag's metalcore. And some bands. That's weird. I've, I've never thought of them as anything other than like a punk band. And that maybe that's just like my particular take on that sound. It's, but uh, that's another, like, I guess kind of why I like, Chromags and why I like Fcon, it's like the same reason. They both have this like really visceral sound that like translates really well live, and they both have intense stage presence. Yeah, and it's just like it also depends on the world. If you dive strictly into punk and you don't like, you don't really um, go into <laughs> hardcore at all. Um, I mean, go into to metal at all. I can see where that's if for some people that's as, as metal as you go because yeah, uh, definitely all of FCON's influences is like right before that, like all like a lot of early eighties. I know when Kevin and the band came in over a year ago, they were playing a couple shows with Slapshot locally, at least one. And I know that they have played at least a few times locally in the greater um, Pacific Northwest, um, Western Washington area with Slapshot and, it definitely reminds me um, sonically of bands early to mid eighties, such as Slapshot and um, Murphy's Law. So kind of an East coast punk hardcore um, styling of that, of that ilk of that lane. And also the one thing that's kind of unique about FCON is just um, not many hardcore um, bands, uh, especially currently talk is hyper locally as this band and touch on like hyper local issues uh, specifically in the Seattle area. And they're kind of like, I mean, they uh, coin themselves as um, white center hardcore, which I mean, that's so hyper local to Seattle. It's crazy, but um, yeah, definitely a, a very eighties, um, just uh punk and heart and um 
hardcore vibe going on. I know he likes a lot of different um, punk, and I did say he doesn't like, you know, a lot of metal and hardcore, but he does like a lot of metal. I think he just likes it kind of separately. It's definitely reminiscent of, like, street punk versus um, 80s um, hardcore. So... And mm. I, I think that's, that's, I think Kevin would be happy that I said that. And that's cause I'm, I've had them on the show, him and someone's band on the show, um, a couple, I think beginning of 2019, something like that. And that's, but that's where he likes to, uh, that's where he likes to dip his toes in for as far as like his punk and his hardcore. Um, so as far as the song, where, where is that song? Where, um, they put out a, yeah, they left to rot, and that's on um, Tiny Dragon Music, which is all um, Seattle punk bands. Um, I know some mm-hmm. of the members of Burn 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 um, help run that label. I think this might be the more the most hardcore that it dips because there's a it's a lot of like kind of '90s style um, punk rock, a little bit of more on on the '90s like Warp Tour. Um, pop punk style of um, music, a lot of uh, worship to fat records and and mm-hmm. stuff of that lane. So, yeah, I haven't played it in a long time, and it's been a while since I've mentioned Kevin and his music. And just Kevin is an overall just great guy. Mm-hmm. Definitely love Kevin. Really glad that uh, they're still going to be making music after all this is over. Um, Kevin's been in pretty decent spirits from what I've seen uh, on social media. We're all in uh, a work group because uh, I also got laid off from the same place that he got laid off from. Uh, basically when they decided to, you know, cut staff, they cut everybody but managers. And so uh, I know that this is at least something that's going to like kind of make his day just to be able to, you know, hear his band on the radio and feel cool about himself. And uh, not only that, but like, just you know genuinely really appreciate his band and everything that they're doing in the local scene like you know they they deserve every inch of respect that they get and then some i know i know that there's like there's also like i i know like as far as some of the younger um hardcore kids this is definitely skews like to an old older style but what that what kids would appreciate it's just i think a lot of like I know Kevin's a busy dude, so he's he's like when this wasn't happening, he was always fucking working and stuff. So I'm just like I'm hoping to get some you know other hardcore kids into this band as well um, mm-hmm. in Seattle since it's such a like things it, it's like this whole thing things were looking up and not only in music but like my personal life it was like going it was things were. Seemed to be looking up, and I was think the universe like needed. I guess wanted to keep me in check, or keep the world, <laughs> keep the human race in check, real quick. You, me, and everybody else in Seattle. It feels like because, uh, yeah, before all of this was happening. Uh, well, so for those of you who have no idea, my relationship to Trevor, uh, we work together at different security companies, and uh, we've been doing that for the past like what five years now. Yeah, something. about that. Or- um, we've been playing music together even longer. And uh, I just remember like some of my oldest memories of Trevor playing at the office in Puyallup uh, when he was in swing low. And uh, 
now that we're like coworkers, we still have all of these like really cool memories that we can kind of bring up and like personal history that we still get to talk about on the job. And uh, our jobs are very music adjacent. So uh, whenever we are like discussing how things are going, like in our personal lives, it's almost like things are intertwined. Cause like when, when we lost our jobs, we lost our jobs together. <laughs> so um just like everything was going great. I was like literally about to move into an apartment. Uh, I had all these plans uh, to start working with the band that uh, uh, we're going to talk about it later, but I'm in a band called cut out and uh, we play kind of crossover like metalcore, old school, like late nineties kind of a uh, botch influenced stuff. Um, and it's like everything was looking up for everybody like people were like kind of feeling better about their positions like uh the security company that uh trevor and i were working for um they laid us off temporarily so we can get our jobs back at the end of all this but uh the the tough thing is that uh especially for me i was about to move basically and uproot where I was working steadily to Tacoma and I was about to start making a higher wage and like actually start getting somewhere in life. And then all of a sudden it just all fell out from under me. And I'm sure it was pretty much the same for him where he, he was like feeling pretty good about stuff. And then all of a sudden like this hit and now none of us are making a whole lot of money. Yeah. Like I, I know for a fact, like I was like, I was getting steady work raised. And also, like you said, um, the, prospect of work in Tacoma was um was start work closer to home was starting to become more and more of a reality for me as yeah. as well as you and it was so like and we had um our first like little family vacation um for my family planned out and I was planning on going to some fests this summer <laughs> and a to- ton of other stuff that more than likely is just not happening for 2020. And it's funny that you mentioned like the, the vacation thing. I actually had a vacation to Portland planned with some friends and uh, I was, it was a hot debate topic as to whether or not we were going to go see code orange uh, in Portland instead of the Seattle date. Cause the Seattle date was the day after we were leaving and the Portland date was the day that we were planning on being down there. So I was thinking about like just going and stopping at that show because Jesus Peace and a couple of other bands were playing that show that I really wanted to see. Um, I'm not like the biggest Code Orange fan at this point. Uh, I like their older stuff, but their newer stuff just doesn't really hit quite like it used to. Uh, nothing wrong with it. Like if you're a big fan of Code Orange, like I understand why. But I just like for me, the newer stuff just kind of dropped off. Um, it felt a little bit more gimmicky to me than uh, some of the. Uh, earlier offerings especially as code orange kids that they had put out um which it's funny because the biggest complaint that i've heard from people is that their stuff is like going more radio friendly and i'm thinking to myself like man they had some splits with full of hell where they were like uh they were doing soft stuff and it was like weird soft like in in a good way and it almost feels like they're trying to do that again but they're trying to spin it in a way that's going to hit the radio better and uh, I can't really like get into it as well as I could get into their older stuff. Well, speaking of gimmicky, I'm going to go full YouTuber gimmicky and say, if this is your first time listening, um, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to go too much into code orange. Cause we have a full code orange deep dive, um, 
on the podcast. So whatever device you're listening to, um, for, for podcasting dead air, hardcore radio, you can type it in and it's one of the more recent ones, um, where I just sat down and deep dove the entire history from beginning to end. And to the, to the person who decided to shout out uh, to call out me saying like a lot, like get over it. So to continue on a little bit. So yeah, check out that code orange um, episode. That's all I got to say. I'm not going to dive anymore because I dove for two hours <laughs> on that band. Everyone on this show or my guests are allowed their takes because it is such a new topic. They just came out with a record and a lot of people are talking about it. So it is very relevant, but we're mm-hmm. not going to, we're not going to um, give it too much more time than I already have. So what we I will, were... I will say this really quick though. The, the music video quality always top notch. I don't know if they're still doing stuff with Max Moore, but whoever's doing their videos has really stepped it up. They're doing great. It's, it's cool. It's um, so like in the, it's so weird. Cause in the world of like hardcore and um, like metal influenced hardcore music videos, like quality is not usually always there or it's, or, or it's super just vanilla. It is like yeah. most hardcore, like, like you go to that one harm's way video from like seven plus years ago. It was just them, um, playing in a, um, playing in the woods. Um, then we got, <laughs> uh, sect was playing in an empty building and it was like good quality, but like, just it was just a bunch of like high definition close ups, and it was just like that's that's really funny. I was just uh, like it just well, sh- showcase basically it just showcase showcases the quality of the of the person recording um, that video more than it showcases any type of like talent or originality. It's just it's almost just like. HD clickbait for the band to just get more likes on their more listens um, funneling through, which that might that's, actually that's be funny that you mention it. That's a, that's a really solid talking point uh, actually. Cause uh, cut out when we did our music video that basically it was just like a showcase. Uh, we, we paid Aaron land for like good money to take care of a really simple edit for that music video. Cause we didn't really have like a huge budget. But uh, we're we're going to Jacob Hansen for our next one, and uh, I think we're stepping it up and actually putting like a a little bit more into it than just like you know playing shots. And it's a hard line to ride with to to ride with hardcore music videos because like hardcore kids don't consume a lot of like music videos, and if they do, it's f- because it's it's because it's like f- entertaining in like a funny way. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. Have you ever, did you ever see the Crooks to Kings music video with Brian Skiffington coming, getting out of the trash can? Uh, if it's the same one where they were literally all like cycling through the car yeah. and all that other stuff. Yeah. I've definitely seen that one. Brian showed it to me in the back end of real art once. It was really funny. Cause, uh, it was filmed at viaduct back when it was viaduct and it just, like they're all sitting in the alley behind the venue, just like crawling in and out of cars and like 
unloading and loading gear and just, you know, normal stuff that you would expect these kids to be doing. And uh, just, I don't know. Brian is like a really serious person, but I feel like whenever he does actually crack a joke, it's like the funniest thing in the world because he just says it so straight faced. Yeah, no, it was. Well, I know nothing about him around the time because I think I ac- I actually watched the video around the time the band was like really the most active doing things like, which was between like, I would say anywhere late 2006 to to that early 2009, those years, I think they did the most. And that was like, and like by the time like they started, they petered off in like 2010. Like I remember them playing Rainfest, and it was just like, nobody was doing the, um, flat bill, um, <laughs> mosh wigger core anymore of the like furious styles, um, lane of music. Gosh. So, so when that was, when they opened up Rainfest, it was, it, it went, it fell flat. But, and also the thing about that video is it was also resurfaced probably, I think, three years ago now, around 2017. Because some a website actually like compiled a list of the worst hardcore music videos of all time. Oh and, my god! And, and that one made the list. That one made the list. <laughs> it, <laughs> I feel like they were trying to make that list. And and, and I believe you know they I believe they called Brian um, the hardcore Oscar the Grouch. <laughs> <laughs> That's not far from true. <laughs> um, I feel like he's definitely a grouchy man, but more like. Uh, grouchy in a good way uh, he's... i've never been made to feel uncomfortable by him in a way that like i've never been made to feel like i wasn't wanted at a space that he was at no he's very grouchy and he will be very vocal about his music takes like you oh, will yeah. post something and he will more than likely most of it um is is crap to him like and he will he will tell you it is but you know you gotta have thick skin and get over it because most of the time he's just a nice dude. Like, cause most of the time I will, oh, yeah. I'll post some stuff on my page and he will be the first to just like, give me so much shit. Um, <laughs> anyways, if I had a, if I had a dollar for every time Brian told me that a, a band I like wasn't good, I would be totally set for the next several months. <laughs> I think so one time I, I don't know how I like to, so I was playing in a band that's members of a bunch of other hardcore bands now. And we were, I like joined it because they were actively touring and I liked that. I, and I thought I was like, these guys play like pretty comp are pretty competent musicians, but it would be really dope if they started leaning towards a more hardcore style. Cause I think that would sound good. And mm. I kind of caught in the transition of that and and I, Brian said, he was like, I don't want to be rude. And I want to try to say this in the best way, but you sound like earth crisis slither. And I was, <laughs> I was, and if you don't know that record, it's a, their new metal release that they came out, that came out in 2000 when it was basically an almost kind of like, um, weird transition to what was going on in the year 2000 in the world of metal of a, of hardcore people who've been doing hardcore for at that point, like five, six years, but how, but decided to take a, an approach of what the Ozfest crowd was doing. 
and it was That's still incredible. it was still kind of hardcore. It's still more hardcore than a than a um mushroom head um record or something like that. But it was still but yeah, so when he told me that, um I was like I was like, I'm okay with that because I am known for liking records like that and I have no problem with Slither. I like Slither. I feel like if you listen to Slither, you would like it too. I like I like the um No Warnings new metal record um that mm-hmm. they put they put out on um Lincoln one of on uh Lincoln Park's label Machine Shop in 2004. Yeah. It sounds I love it. It is fucking it's, in, a, in a little bit in a little bit I want to get back onto this this new metal uh kind of talk just because of uh there's an album that I put into my honorable mentions for my albums of the year last year and it's the new corn record and they put some stuff on that record like just some riffs that sound like despised icon okay i can i i don't i don't see this is why we're in two different worlds and two different lanes i don't know how i feel about that statement right there i actually <laughs> i actually there's some other things i in the in that lane of heavier music that i want to discuss cuz you have more of an opinion on it but I think it's time to get to some music. Um, oh, yeah. I honestly thought that I was that I was like, man, um, you know, I think we're going to be able to keep uh, most of the songs here. I'm like, now that I'm thinking about it, probably not. Like, I'm thinking we might have to bounce some songs out of here because we're talking a lot. But that's okay. That's totally fine. Um, we're here to fucking chit chat, and we'll we'll get to the music when we fucking feel like it. So. Uh, <laughs> The next song I want to play. So you talked talked about that band that I, um, that I had that I sent you. That's actually let me get to that. Say so. The band is called Some Pont Some Pontly. Um, so I found that out. I had to I had to watch a video to make sure I was correct because this is Brian from Zabalba. Oh, sick. So the so that's how i found out he actually um some self submitted this song last week when we were doing the bandcamp stuff a longtime listener of dead air also longtime friend of all the, like the the og um dead air crew kevin metal shop all that stuff um kevin just recently did a um little like video interview cuz zabalba's coming out with uh new material and I think put out a new song just literally right at the beginning of this quarantine. And I hate that I like that we're using this quarantine as like a timeline, but, <laughs> but that's how it, that's how it has to be. And so I'm going to go and let's, let's see where I'm going. So we're going to do the first track. So here's, here's the, what I'm going to do because I'm not going to mispronounce songs. This will be yeah. on the playlist. This is the first track. If you go to zompontlydoom.bandcamp.com, you can download these four tracks for free. Um, but because of these times and because the the way that I we I had that thread set up, I want to make sure um, that people they actually have a tape for sale too. That looks like yep, they have a, a tape and a CD. So give them give them some money. Buy this stuff. This is a really cool. Um, I always like um, 
Doom and Death Metal when it's when it's people it's more accessible to me when I know that um it's made in a competent way through a um hardcore lens but still like there's not a lot of there's no hardcore really influence to say on this but it's it's definitely connects back to um that Zabalba uh main that main that main Zabalba style in in some way because like as far as far as it goes is um as Zabalba has has evolved it's there's less and less hardcore going into that band but all and I think that's what they want because like if you know anything about the members it's just they're straight up like all they talk about if it's music it's metal yeah like i don't uh, a lot of a lot of south american like heavy music definitely has that metal influence they just eat that stuff up and it's great yeah so i mean i know there is some there's always some hardcore so but um yeah i know the the artwork is really cool too like i'm oh, yeah. i'm a big fan i'm a big fan of this um of this stairway, the this fucking this fucking stairway to um, the top of a fucking of a fucking temple, but uh, it's it it has a somebody who looks like they may have tried to go to the top of this temple, but failed miserably because you see his fucking rotted bones and a sword, and it it looks like it's been cobwebbed over, and just as a warning sign that you should not fucking go up there. It sounds like uh, half the staff, or not the staff, but the uh, half the customers at Comet Tavern. <laughs> do not go. <laughs> do not go up the. Do not go to the upstairs. Things happen. <laughs> that's all. That's all I'm gonna say on that one. So we're gonna play um, track one from Zampotli. Check them out, and we'll be right back. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio.
What's up, motherfuckers? This is Bever Mashup telling you to check out the brand new Bever website now. Go to BeverHardcoreRadio.com for all podcasted shows as well as news reviews and content you can't get anywhere else. Go now or feel the wrath of my cold hard robotic legs been kicking you straight in the face.
out a seed for a tree and he said, this is a pine tree. He put it in my hand and he said, escape before it's too late. Ray Budworth Memorial. <laughs> Remember that time I died? Remember that time we were at Meltdown, Trevor? Oh my god! <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I've I've talked I've talked about like the last episode. Chris came in, and so I. So after you dropped me off, I had no idea. All all my friends were coming over right after we right after we did. Uh, right after we did meltdown and I worked a, um, 21 hour shift and Good God, it was supposed to be 20, but I had to wait an hour for someone to actually come and get me out of there. Um, <laughs> and my battery was dead because <laughs> so, so Trevor and I shared a tent for four days. Uh, it was four days. Yeah, it was, it was, it was something. So we got there on like a Wednesday night and then we left Sunday. So basically yeah, yeah, four days, basically four days. And, uh, the very first night we got there, things were fine. And then like the, I knew things were going to go bad when Newman had me in that golf cart and was trying to tell me all of his really cool plans for how the weekend was going to go. And then immediately had me get out and do parking duty because <laughs> there wasn't somebody there. Dude. And I was like, uh Oh, that's bad. Well, um, I was doing parking duty. I was doing traffic duty with no, they, with no traffic equipment. I you was, and me both. I like, we, they literally put us both there trying to direct traffic with no direction. They stand, they stood me in the middle of the road and I had my hands out and I was, Parting the parting the seas of the <laughs> of uh, meltdown traffic and and they were like somebody said where did you go to traffic school 
<laughs> implying we ever went to school for that at all. I was like, I didn't know there was such a thing. To, there's a cross. I assume that there is like some sort of formal training, but like an, an entire uh, crossing guard academy. Let's let's be. <laughs> so meltdown was uh, an interesting festival. There were a couple of cool acts that played like Brother Ali. That was cool. Um, I I did enjoy um, grammatic for what it was worth. I don't, dude. I listened to some of that stuff when I got home. A lot yeah. of it was like the um, equivalent to electronic elevator music. Yeah, elevator. Yeah, no, there were a lot of like really hippy dippy bands there that just like you know. I feel like the only way that you could have gotten somebody interested in them was by putting them on some hard drugs first, which is exactly what went on at that festival. So uh, I was on essentially the the weirdest equivalent to Consciousness Crew that existed for the absolute mess that that festival is slash was. Sorry if you're a big fan of it, but like, God, it, work in that festival is literally a nightmare, and they should be shut down. But uh, <sighs> in general, uh, it was it was a a bad weekend but with a good outcome in that we learned our physical limitations and also that Trevor and I are really able to like get along even in like difficult circumstances. So yeah, that was really cool. Dude, it was, it was, well, the tent flooded at one the, point. The tent flooded the second night, the, the very, like the, after the first day of work and us being there for like way too long and having to deal with a lot of garbage then the tent flooded. Yeah, no, that was the night where I was stuck there at this gate where like, like a lot of people came late and they were yelling at me because (laughs) I couldn't let them in because the box office closed. And I just was like, there was a line of just, just so many people coming in and it was not taken care of very well. And I was, somehow partially blamed for it when I had no idea that wasn't even my assigned job for that day for that for that was not what I was supposed to do I was actually supposed yep. to I was actually supposed to work with you none of us were none of us were doing what we were supposed to do except for me kind of they they had me basically uh I was supposed to be I said consciousness crew. What they called us was rapid response. Um, I think a more accurate term for that would have been vapid response because uh, what they promised us was a golf cart. And like, you know, this was like a big uh, outdoor festival. So there's like acreage that we would have had to cover for all this stuff. So late at night when everybody's, you know, tripping on whatever drugs they brought with them, uh, we're racing around trying to make sure that nobody dies basically. And uh, so we're, we're, running literally running like over acreage of just like harsh terrain and you know amphitheater seating and like it was just an absolute mess and like getting somewhere required an immense amount of travel that would have been way easier to cover in a golf cart at least for like a majority of it like being on foot for certain things would have been fine but holy crap Uh, especially like late at night when it was dark out and we really could have used lights and like, you know, a big golf cart to like tell people like, Hey, we got to get that direction because somebody's 
you know, losing their marbles over here. Um, it just, you know, not a good look for AEG at all, which, uh, you know, just not a, I'm not sure if you have any corporate sponsors, but if you do and AEG is one of them, uh, we can just edit that out. <laughs> well, fortunately not anymore since I don't, I don't think we've been, um, tied with that venue with that company since uh being since leaving kgrg but we're gonna bleep it out just in case i get a future a future like we'll cut some of that out. yeah let's yeah i agree um but yeah so speaking of uh things that i wish would disappear uh the band disappear is a pretty uh near and dear band to my heart well, let me hold you um, let me hold hold you real quick so because we yeah. have a we have we have a, a set of music so we'll get to that oh so we have a few more songs um that we did before that so let's not jump ahead so we're gonna do this okay. we're gonna do the set uh to tie with like kind of the straight metal influence we have another song oh. from your from your set um you know way more about this than me but we kind of discussed that we we're like in agreement, um, it's definitely like a shoegazy death um, and black metal influenced band, like in the de- in the death heaven reign. Um, a band called Sunyata. You can tell me a little bit more about it because I know nothing about it. It's cool. This is this is like this goes into the when I'm when I'm shown a band like this, I'm I'm very chill with it, but I'm but mm-hmm. I don't dive deeper into the. Um, the roots and the origins of some of these style of bands. So, uh, essentially what this band really spoke to me on was like a level of, uh, I, have been a big fan of, uh, sort of the American black gaze, uh, movement. Uh, there are some bands that are really good in it and some bands that are like, they're all right. And then there are just some bands that are just a cut above the rest. And so like a big, a big, um, corner of that for me, uh, and a big influence for, for Shinyata is, uh, Harakiri for the sky. And that band was supposed to play terror fest. Uh, I don't know if terror fest is just getting pushed back or if it's being canceled altogether, but, uh, I figured that this is sort of a relevant thing to folks that might be listening to this show because of the, uh, the general consensus that that band is just such a good band and that there are other bands out there doing stuff that's in the same vein, but I wouldn't say exactly the same as that band. Um, and it's, so it's like, it's for fans of that. Uh, if you're a fan of death heaven, uh, I think you and I were talking about this earlier that it's like a, it's a pretty close, um, comparison. Yeah. You can, you can compare the two because they're definitely in the same vein as well. Um, it's, it's definitely more on the black metal side of things for sure. But the, uh, the people that are involved with it are, are really upstanding folks. Uh, a lot of them are actually doing charity work right now over in, uh, Kentucky. Uh, it, they're kind of based out of Paducah and I, I don't know if all of them are, but I know at least Trevor is, um, it's, it's funny because I know, uh, I know this band through my friend Trevor who played in, bands with people who are local to us. So JJ Polachek who played in bands like, uh, um, seven horns, seven eyes. That was from here. That's such a um, throwback. I want, I want to listen to that band to see if I actually still like it because I was super young 
around the time the, the time the that EP they were big was way different than their full length like if you listen to the full length you'd probably still like that but i don't know about the ep it was that was a time where that was with like around the time that they were really big was for me was like 2006 when i would just in any local show i'd go i'd absorb the atmosphere and the bands and just because they were in a band i was excited and and i was like when i saw a band from my area playing on the floor or playing on just playing a random little hole in the wall it was Mm. it was there was some sort of excitement because it was all super new to me like just going to shows and like not knowing like oh man i can i can talk to these people after the set this is cool because obviously before you go like before you get out there you have this i idea of every person that picks up a guitar is a rock star like yeah yeah definitely i remember having those oh shoot these are like these are just people like that i don't need to be starstruck about this anymore and it honestly it helped me get more involved in the community when i stopped treating these folks like they were above me and started understanding that i was on the same playing field because it put me in a better perspective of like i can do this too but yeah like i don't i'm i'll have to listen back to that band i remember like um i remember i wore one of my friends seven horns seven eyes like um bandanas and one of the band members like saw (laughs) me in public and it was like oh that's really cool i was like oh i think and i think i got a like like i said i was still pretty like even though i was like very aware of hardcore and metal and stuff i still like seeing people playing in bands in early high school was like before i could drive was still like it was ner- nerve-wracking like oh my gosh that was that guy from that band like i'm right. i'm not gonna pretend like there's a lot of those hardcore people who you know guess what they've had they had someone to put them on to like cool music and had like cool friends around them and grew up and some some of them got to grow up in the community. Me, I I jumped in it through a lot of awkward lanes, just like a lot of people through the internet, and just wound up here. And mm-hmm. I feel like that's I feel like that's, I mean I think we all did it by accident. A lot of people <laughs> pretend like there's and there's people that want to be those stories and pretend that they were you know just ended up like some cool like hardcore or punk metal or whatever person but i'm not gonna i'm not gonna pretend most people also like most people who got into music who are anywhere from like i would say i can say confidently anywhere from 30 to to 30 to 18 it's all because of the internet yeah those in that 12 i definitely like i i had the weirdest introduction to music ever that uh, I can think of because like the the first shows that I I started out going to were like literally just in in church gymnasiums and whatnot and they were like soft bands and then the second that I was able to like you know drive myself to shows it stopped being like soft shows and started being like metal shows and you know all this all the stuff that I could like eat up in terms of uh just like heavy stuff like I just I all I wanted to do was go see metal bands play and hardcore bands play and whatnot so um but going going back to it a little bit, um, Shunyata. The, so the the track that we're gonna have by that them, I think we it's did like play. We, like we already did play it. Yeah. 
Oh, we did? Oh, yeah. okay. Well, then, uh, forget I said that, and let me say this instead. Uh, <laughs> that song is... In, it's a, it's an incredible journey, and the lyrics are uh, definitely more on the, the side of, like, um, introspective and, like, sad on purpose. I think that uh, Trevor... So Trevor, the, the guitar player, he does stand-up comedy with the likes of folks like uh, Aaron, the drummer for uh, As Cities Burn... Um, and they're just like, they're from the same area. And so he's like a big stand up comic, but, uh, I think that his comment to his bandmates as they were going into the studio was let's write a song about dying in the forest. And that was literally like the, the whole like joke about the, the stuff that they're putting out is that it's just like about dying. I feel like that, that tracks, like I would say that, that overall sonic, um, sound, Sounds like dying in the forest. <laughs> I feel like that overall. I'm, I'm sure he will be very glad to hear you say that. Overall genre, like I would feel like if dying in the forest had a direct tag to a sound, <laughs> that would be um, that lane of that lane of music definitely. And that's just my take from, like I said, my very shallow pool of references to this style of music so mm-hmm. moving on from um from that the the next song we played was gouge out um flood myth a new a newer band um that coins themselves as a three-piece math rock metallic hardcore um from toronto they sought me out they have they had new music as of and like I said, I like to use the beginning of the quarantine as the as the timeline for some of these bands. But uh, around March 13th, which was basically sign of the beginning of the quarantine. Like, right, literally right. That was like just right the Friday right before all of our um, security establishments got um, shut down. And yeah, we were on for another week after that, and uh, that that week was one of the weirdest weeks I've ever had of work in my entire life. Dude, the part like that that night at Mario's, it felt like the last party of the end of the world. Like it's <laughs> like our bosses were just like, "Eh, I don't care." <laughs> Just right. like basically, well, I mean, they they probably knew they were going to shut down anyway, so it was it was literally just like a last hurrah before. Like, I'm pretty sure Liquor Control Board was like, you know, I'm not even going to bother going out tonight. I know some illegal stuff's going to happen. <laughs> I don't, and I can't, and I can't confirm or deny. It's just more of a, yeah, it it, it was that that night was what it was. So going to gouge out, um, every everything tracks really sonically with what um with like the math rock there's a lot there's a lot more metalcore than I'm than definitely um hearing from this like an ear, like an earlier um 2000 um an early 2000s style of um I'm trying I'm trying to I'm trying to think like remembering never remembering never is a band yeah. that definitely I I hear like it's full on um uh panic chord with a lot of like still like heavy mosh influence not nothing too like nothing too crazy mathy with this band so mm-hmm. just can't just came out shout out to you guys thanks for uh sending your shit in and thanks for uh listening to the program and um you know b- 
being all cool dudes. I'm, I'm, and we'll get to that next one too. It's just like, I'm always really appreciative of people who like continue to reach out and support the show and like, um, and treat it as a community. Cause that's kind of what it, that's kind of what I do. And that's why I want to try to facilitate is just, even if it's a smaller community on the, on the scale of other podcasts and radio shows, I want to facilitate some sort of um, positive community um, with dead air since we have been doing this for so freaking long. Um, also, uh, so I, it's funny that you mentioned uh, we, we were talking about foes earlier as a, another band. that's uh, we're going to end up playing on the show today. We already played. Um, that's, that's next oh, up. Okay. So if you're, awesome. so if you want to save your, save your thing, we're going to, we already, we just, Ray, calm down. <laughs> Sorry, I don't know which songs you're playing. You didn't tell me. I'm that's I'm getting to it, and you're going on tangents. <laughs> God bless. Uh, but so, no, like uh, you were talking about how they were uh, a band that you could see the band that I'm in playing shows with. I feel like Gouge Out is another band like that. Yeah, I was. Uh, so yeah, that's definitely. So if they ever make it um, this way, yeah, th- and that's why I picked it like this because it's like mm-hmm. sonically, I wanted to make a a playlist that kind of w- was um uh, that linked up with your picks cuz we had like i think yeah. a lot we had a lot like randomly that actually works perfectly with what we're doing um for this show today cuz i want mm-hmm. to make it specific cuz like normally i go on a more like i said like punk hardcore tip and this is still part of hardcore but i know you have like in some of these lanes, you have more insight than I do um, just because eh, you're living, kinda. you're living that life um, or in a <laughs> modern lens, you know? So moving on, we play turnaround King, new music from foes. This band is uh, from central Oregon. Uh, they just, they just premiered this on uh no echo uh, metallic hardcore. Um, they have their record is coming out. Um, it's titled, American Violence, that's coming out April 17th, I believe. It's I'm looking at the I'm looking at this stuff. But yeah, like when I heard this, I was like, okay, this this metallic hardcore tracks exactly with what you guys are with what you guys are doing, because it's like it's mm-hmm. definitely has a, a more like chaotic influence with what's with what they're with what they're doing, they go straight the fuck in. There's not a lot of um, I like slow a lot, not as much slowed down hardcore parts as of some of like the more modern um, I would say influences of metalcore, like in the pure noise realm, such as like Sanction or Typecast. I would say your band yeah. fits more in that because there's definitely some straight up more. I specifically like, and I only have like one song right now to, uh, you know, to reference, but that's with the song that you have. That's I, I, um, would link that more with that type of like more moshier hardcore when there's definitely a, I would say a, a faster metal and, um, a metal metallic hardcore influence in this, in this specific band. Not as much, uh, not so, as much mathy, yeah. but chaotic for sure. They, they definitely like, I, I, I was telling you this earlier, but uh, saying it on air so that everybody else is kind of getting the same vibe. 
when I was looking at this band's aesthetic, uh, I, I I've seen people wearing their merch, uh, just like whether it was you know at other shows in Seattle or um, at other shows in other places that I was going to shows at. And I've always seen their like their logo and just kind of like you know that looks like a band that I would be into like they, they kind of have that Magruder grind uh, aesthetic uh, going on with their album cover for their new record a little bit. Um, their just their their name font looks a little bit more like Magruder grind, and that's like definitely something that I can uh, appreciate. And so like I, they always looked like a band that would be really interesting to me. And then I listened to it before the show today, and I was like, yeah, I was absolutely right. This band is absolutely what i expected out of like that aesthetic and definitely like finds me in a a good spot i actually really like how this band sounds so that leads us to our next um our next band we've had them um all on the show the entire band which is very (laughs) rare because i'd never get a full ass band to actually commit to all being in one place so but this is comes back to like the what I said about gouge out of just like of people that have been really um supportive and just nice people and supportive of what we do with dead air and have always been um you know engaging with what we do so uh, and just overall just um people who are stoked on hardcore so yeah disappear um we're going to pl- – we did play a track, um, Obedience Training. You picked that out. That's off of their um, nine-song release titled Momentum that was put out mm-hmm. last August, um, August 2nd, uh, mm-hmm. from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Take it away with what you were going to – with what you would like to say about the band. Oh, yeah. So Disappear is actually a band that I uh, know – personally pretty well uh jared and i played in a different iteration of erode from the original one uh i think our first and only show with that band was with comeback kid to the wind and culture abuse uh, as well as the band blunt force on 420 at real art <laughs> that's so funny it I was that was just the wildest show I think I've ever played because, like, it was a it was a childhood dream to play with Comeback Kid. I'd been listening to them forever. Uh, Culture Abuse has been on my like regular listening grid since probably that show. I've I don't think I've stopped listening to them since then. And then, obviously, to the Wind being one of my favorite local bands that's ever existed. Like that that was a dream lineup. And in terms of like best show I've ever played, I feel like that's the one. Um. But in general, uh, I got to know Jared pretty well over that. He was my Sweetwater dealer for a while. And then uh, he started this band out in Indiana. Wait, what? After he whoa, moved. whoa, whoa. Sweetwater? What? Sweetwater. Uh, the music, uh, it's it's basically just like an online guitar center, but with even better prices oh, okay. and like yeah. better service. All right. I'm yeah. Vocalist here. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I mean, they sell microphones too, I'm sure. Uh, but the the point is that like, I got to know him really well over the course of it. And then uh, probably several months to a year after Jared went out there, his drummer came out to visit Seattle for like a week and had been talking about moving out here or something like that. And uh, I got to show him around Capitol Hill and like introduced him to a few of the folks that are from around here. Um, he, he wasn't 21 at the time, so we didn't get to actually like go in. He didn't get to like see Comet Tavern or anything like that. But uh got to got to really show him around the hill and like 
show him the ropes out here and he just seems like a such a genuinely stoked dude on hardcore and in general like i i can't speak enough to how kind those folks are um it's it's just incredible to me to see how well they're doing they're they're actually still planning a tour with um i don't know if ghost key still exists but uh chris bayless that played in that band uh is starting another band called bull cult out in indiana as well or uh, i think that they actually are like a chicago band i'm not 100 percent sure but uh i know he was doing he he does what we do uh but in chicago and so bull cult and disappear are going to be touring together at some point after all of this covid stuff is over and uh i'm i'm sure it won't come out this way but i would love for both of those bands to tour out this direction because that would just be a really awesome show yeah, no, and and I feel like there we we talked a lot about um, their influence. It's like in the show that we had with them back in like I think it was September, October, maybe mm. even August. I don't remember. It's sometime sometime in the latter part of last year we had the band on, and it was a um, a lot of new age record bands, a lot of metallic bands. Um, in their bio, they have cute. They take um, you know cues from turmoil and integrity mm-hmm. stuff like that, and I, you can definitely hear. I hear a lot of like I said, um, late late nineties um, type st- type stuff going on with disappear, of course, um, and it's it's metal and it's angry. So that's what I gotta say about that. <laughs> so. We're going to play a track from you guys, right? So cut out. Uh, yeah, let's let's talk about that for a second. So the the tracks that uh, I I think you said that you played a track of ours uh, last week or something like yeah, that. Yeah, we played the video track because um, we put because we have it on the we have a like that little um the little blurb for the on the website about the video. Rad. So um, so yeah, the the tracks were through Cameron Heck. Uh, he recorded us. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Cam uh, is the vocalist in the band X for our X. Uh, he has recorded countless hardcore over the years. Uh, he did the most recent Odd Man Out record. He did Lower uh, Lower Species. Yeah, stuff. Yeah. yeah, he did Lower Species. Um, so there are a lot of bands that he's been involved with uh, that have definitely seen some airtime on the show and uh, are pleased to be counted among them uh, that he's worked with. Um, he did an incredible job of, you know, making stuff sound, uh, pretty close to what we had planned out for live. Um, and, uh, some things have changed since then. Obviously, like we got our player after the fact, and then, uh, we, we've got some plans in the near future, not necessarily to pivot sound wise, but like, uh, just, you know, we're stepping some stuff up. We've got a little bit bigger budget, uh, there were to uh 2020 and it's odd to say that in this particular moment but like once all of this is over and uh we have our jobs back i'm pretty sure we've got plenty of energy and time to put into making some more music but this song that we're about to play is called static um and it was the very first song that we wrote as a band and when i say wrote i'm using the term loosely because uh at the time it was more or less gabe putting direction in with riffs and uh gabe kind of hit us all up and we're basically you know just 
you know, threw a, threw a bone out on Facebook and, uh, those of us that responded, responded. Um, and it's music that resonates with all of us in a pretty solid way. We, we all really enjoy this like chaotic metalcore that, uh, kind of takes its roots in yesteryears. Um, even, even actually, I guess as some somewhat as recent as the older stray from the path kind of stuff, um, you can definitely catch vibes with like the whammy, like the, just the ignorant use of whammy on some of our songs. Um, this this song was a lot of fun to kind of hash out, and I think that uh, the stuff that we have coming up in the in the next round of uh, music that we release is definitely going to be uh, a lot more. Um, it's it's gonna be a lot harder, but this is still like the fun punk side of things that uh, I, I definitely think this is probably our most punk adjacent song. Okay, I can I can I can track with that. I'm I will uh, let's give this a listen. You're listening to Dead Air, two hours of hardcore radio. Chains Collective. I felt like I was watching a dream I'd never wake up from. DIY clothing you can't get anywhere else. Now you have something to look forward to after you die. Information at flowerchains.us.
back listen to dead air trials of hardcore radio we are reaching the end of episode 87 lockdown in puyallup 
um, (laughs) (laughs) trapped in Puyallup. Oh, Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I said we weren't going to go on a tangent, but we should go on a quick trapped talk real quick. Uh, It's like trash talk, but trapped talk. Got it. (laughs) Um, So I have been following this absolute mess on Twitter uh, pretty closely. I even tweeted it trapped. Uh, I told them I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. Actually, I didn't tell them I'm sorry. I told Nickelback I was sorry that uh, they keep getting all of the crap that we should have been giving trap. <laughs> the whole time. That's um, so funny. That was that, that was my contribution to the uh, the the mess uh, with to all 120 of my Twitter followers. Um, I I don't have very much of a Twitter presence. I probably should have just you know Facebooked that. But uh, either way. I just I felt like that entire thing was really funny because it, it just seemed like everybody saw Trap say something really stupid on the internet, which you know I I feel like there should be a rule like an unwritten one, even if that is the case, where if you say something stupid on the internet, expect everyone to come out of the woodwork and just dog on you for like a solid day and a half. Okay, <laughs> so to ma- no. so to make this conversation real quick, so if you've been living under a rock, Trap said some pretty um, shitty, um, things that you would, that you would know that you would, um, expect from a Trumpster. Um, (laughs) they, they've been whining on the internet for years now started, um, around 2014 when Lord, um, won the rock act of, um, 2014 at the Grammys or something. And then they started, they like hit up, they just started blowing up Twitter and, Trapped, and that was like the first time trapped at that point was like mentioned in like 10 years. And from then on, for the past like six, seven years, they've just been whining on the internet. This is nothing new. I believe they said something uh, along these lines, um, you know, a couple years ago as well. And people gave them shit. It's just that now everybody is in their house and everybody's online and everybody got focused on it. And also, Lots of different bands from Power Trip to like a bunch of other like Warp Tour style bands like Attila and some uh, bands like that have all like um, ganged up on this band. And a lot of people are like, what the fuck? Where did this band fucking come from? This fucking one hit wonder. And all they've been doing is just like they've been acting like Trump. They've been like they're the Trump of bands. They would. They're taking pictures of old like um of old shows that they played at festivals and saying, Look at our look at our audience. And on top of it, they just last weekend played a show when they're not supposed to, um, during this lockdown and had a bunch of people show up. So if you are you went to a trap show over the weekend, please don't even talk to me because Stay I'm a, I'm afraid I'm afraid that you're going to give me coronavirus through the internet. Over the internet, yeah, over the internet. It's so, guaranteed or at least like, you know, uh, uh, some brain damage or something. So, I don't know. And my thing about as much as I d- dislike trapped and I I did used to like I admitted my friend me and my older friends we used to listen to a lot alt rock, so I was cool. I was like, you know what? I do. I did like a couple trap songs back in junior high and whatever. So it is what it is. Um, I don't expect anything less from this band, but I didn't think <laughs> that like, so with, I, I, 
I think it was still just like pointless for the dudes in power trip to like egg them on and like, and like start yeah. talking about their crowd sizes too. I thought that was just like, come on, man. I respect power trip as a band. Don't, don't like fall in. I know you guys are bored and annoyed, like, but don't fall into this trap. Like just because you are the better band, don't just take the high road and just leave them the fuck alone. So that's all I got to say on trapped talk. And that, thank you for listening to our trap talk. Um, let's get, we, we have only a little bit of time, so we're going to talk about music. So we played your, um, some more new music from Cutout, um, Static. That'll be out at some point. Um, that, I guess this is the premiere. Uh, it is the premiere, to yes. The, to the world. So world premiere of Cutout, Static. Um, if you liked what I posted online, um, I'm, I think this song, I like this song um, even more. This song is really I like I really like I like this song but I this song um I don't know it it uh, appeals to me like you said it was a more hardcore and has some has some more um punk sensibilities I definitely mm-hmm. agree there were some bass parts that I really enjoyed from that Oh thanks Oh and and you're um, the bass guy you're the you're the, I am the bass guy You are the bass you are the bass god So I have I have a joke it's an inside joke and only myself and cut out and um, Lauren Valenzuela who plays in cut both ways. Well played in cut both ways know about this. Lauren was originally a member of cut out also for this new iteration. And uh, she did all of the low vocals on the record there. Well, on the three songs that we initially did and uh, in the music video for such a prison at the very end, those are her vocals that I'm screaming and it's her voice, which is really funny because nobody, nobody knows that except for the, well, now all of us know, but like in general, nobody knew that except for her, me and uh, Gabe and Seth. I so didn't, that, I didn't even that catch part has that. always been really funny to me. And uh, thanks Lauren for making me sound really good. <laughs> I thought it was, uh, I thought, cause then I saw, I was like, that could be Ray. So I didn't, I yeah, didn't, I know it. Lauren's just got some pipes. Uh, I'll, I'll tell you that right now. Um, but yeah, uh, I wanted to get into uh, a little bit of dichotomy really quick because then one of the last songs that we're going to play on the show is actually uh, some of my bandmates are in another band that is called Strangers, but I think they're changing their name to Low Blood soon. Um, and the reason that they have to change their name is because there's a band on the East Coast called Strangers that went down to being just two members and even though the strangers from our neck of the woods uh, had that name first and were tracking better online, they sent our PNW strangers a cease and desist. So now oh. they have to change their name. Damn. So uh, long story short, this is the better strangers. Um, like by all accounts, um, I've listened to maybe one and a half of the other song or of the other band uh one and a half songs of theirs and it just was not good it was it was nothing uh quite to the the level of what uh the pacific northwest version of strangers uh has in store for you all um so gabe that does the vocals in uh cutout and um seth that plays guitar in cutout we have two seths um in cutout one plays guitar the other one plays drums uh, the guitar player Seth and Gabe both play in Cutout, or uh, both play in uh, Strangers, and uh, along with them, 
Uh, we've got like host culture from around here. Um, we've got uh, Chris. Um, I'm spacing on his last name. Chris Rose. Uh, th- that plays bass in that band, and uh, he's a really, really close friend of mine. We play Monster Hunter all the time. A uh, bunch of nerds, and then uh, just you know, really solid guys, really good group of guys. They're doing a little bit more of the Slipknot vibe, in my in my opinion. I feel like that's kind of the the brand of like core metal core that they're uh, reaching into is like it, it's it's like that borderline new metal, but it's definitely influenced by a lot of punk and thrash, and um, even some like more modern day metalcore uh from the early 2000s um they they have a really solid sound uh they're recording with some really solid um production value and a really good producer and um i know that they have a new music video coming out soon i don't know what the names of the songs are or anything like that i know that they've been teasing it on socials so uh go and give them a follow online it's uh, strangers pnw um if you go and look them up right now, I'm sure that the name change will happen soon, but uh, you won't find them under low blood just yet. And uh, I'm honestly hoping that they don't have to change their name. Although I do like the idea of their name being low blood. It's a, it's a cool name. It's a better name in my opinion. Like just like if I'm, if I'm thinking of like merch, do I want strangers or do I want uh, low blood? Yeah, I guess I see where you're going with that. I also just I think I'm a little bit bitter about how that other band just like yeah that they were hot stuff. I get where you I get where you're going with that. So <laughs> after that, so we played the we played the song Hollow um, from Strangers slash Low Bloods or Low Strangers Stranger Strange Blood, um, <laughs> and then we have we're gonna go down the line of some. Uh, Submission, some more submissions. Basically, basically the whole rest of this is um, submission based. And thank you for those. We have a band from called Bodyless from New Jersey that submitted their stuff. Um, a very uh, has some post metal um, ambient, um, but still like has a resounding like hardcore punk influence. Um, yeah, I definitely can, appreciated that band. You can definitely. It's not just your like like what you would averagely think of ambient like metal. It definitely, you can still hear like in the vocals that this is a hardcore band and you can still hear in some of like some of the parts that this is still um, pulling from hardcore. Especially because this is coming from New Jersey as well. So this was actually, when was this? This was a couple years ago. Now this is, was released in uh, December 4th, 2018. This is their only, um, only stuff so i'm assuming probably more in the works um from there then we have another band from uh portland oregon uh called 1111 all in the rumen of uh, the the rumen the roman numerals um some more uh black this is this is definitely um black metal with some blackened hardcore tinge definitely more absorbed in a um in a black metal lens and a hardcore lens, but you, like I said, you could still hear if you are a, um, a fan of black and hardcore, you can still hear where the black and hardcore, um, comes from. And I'm thinking at this point, I don't know what your opinion is. I think still Oregon is kind of beating us with music. Like, um, <laughs> in a, as far as, as far as the Northwest, like with coming out, like we do come out with quality music, but I think Portland is be is, is getting there a little faster at times. 
Yeah, they definitely have a really solid scene right now, uh, especially for like black and hardcore and uh, just related. Um, it's adjacent genres to that. Uh, they, they have a lot of really solid uh, musicians down there. There's a lot of like really good doom musicians too that have kind of crossed over into uh, hardcore or gone over to doom from hardcore. And so there's just a lot of really like blackened. Uh, just influence on both ends of that. Um, now, were we going to play that blame God song or no? We're, I, I, we did not, we're, we're going to run out of time, unfortunately. All right. No worries. Well, uh, I'll shout them out anyway. Cause they've been really cool to me for the longest time. Those guys are really cool. Um, go check them out too. Check out our, uh, a couple episodes back with MJ. The, Cause we definitely deep dive into that band as well. Oh um, yeah. That band rules. So after that, we played a band. We talked about the dude, Cameron Heck, he's done so much. Oh, yeah. Like, as far as, like, recording his hardcore resume with um, Lower Species, Odd Man Out, you said gag. Like, literally, um, like, if you are listening to this, you wouldn't think about it, but that's because, like, this is his, this is definitely more of his lane musically. Um, We talked about it, like, Mm -hmm. last night before we did the show. Um, Definitely a, a a white belt band that does not take themselves too seriously, and if you're thinking of if you're thinking if you're listening to White Belt, I think that's kind of what you want in some in some sense. You don't want um too self serious when it's like this grindy. Um Yeah, I don't I, I don't think that any band that takes themselves uh too seriously ends up coming across uh quite the way they want to and so like white belt kind of plays on that idea of you know if we're not gonna bother taking ourselves super seriously then we might as well just not take ourselves and they end up getting the message across a lot better sometimes when i like i I, at least that's how i felt because it's a lot of stuff can be said tongue-in-cheek and you're like you're not really sure whether or not they're serious when they say it and so it like causes you to question things and then that like actually brings about real like thought processes and makes you think about things you wouldn't have otherwise like uh, taking the time out of your day to uh, really dichotomize. Is that a word? I think that's a word. It could be. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not a wordsmith. I'm just, I just, usually I don't like to deep dive into like the vocabulary. I just like, this is, this is good. This is not good. Yeah. This rips. <laughs> There's a lot more other programs <laughs> to, uh, that have better um, word choices than mine. But I, but I will um we'll continue on. I'll digress. We uh so um after that we played um Inner Turmoil, um a band that's been submitting for quite some time, so I wanted to really get to it. Um like uh definitely that that heavy uh East Coast has that, that whole East Coast mentality when it's coming to the music. We played the song Submerge. Um they're from uh Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Um, check them out for, um, fans of bands like bitter end, um, which is one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite hardcore bands of all time, actually. Um, so check out inner turmoil and then we're going to end this, um, with a band called Holy flesh from Germany. That was, um, I believe self submitted. They have a, a track off of their latest seven inch called not, um, getting through the seven inch. When did it? It does not say. Does not say when it was. Oh, it actually. 
this is all um this is all brand new and shipping out at the uh on april 1st so it's uh we're gonna play that song it's um very um black and roll some hardcore hardcore with some uh with some very rock and roll influence um a very steady tempo nothing nothing too fast or too slow very middle of the road um they say sledgy there's a little bit of it pulls from a little bit of sledge influence but um i'm definitely hearing a hearing a rock and roll influence specifically from this band uh mr ray budworth what are your final words um thank you for having me on the show uh i also for those of you who are interested am in a uh, tech death band that is doing some charity work uh we're called agaron uh trevor can leave a link to the song that i'm doing the vocals on in uh whatever list he wants to if that's uh cool with him and uh we won't be playing this song on the show today but uh basically it's a very um uh eco-friendly music situation we like to talk about environmental issues we like to talk about uh political issues and uh it's fun for us uh we don't take ourselves very seriously in terms of like uh the writing process so like there's definitely some parts where we have like really fake drums on purpose um but the uh, the gist of it is that we're giving back to the community with the project. And uh, our first album raised like $4,000 for a battered women's home. Uh, we've donated to uh, some environmental causes since then. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what this new record is going for uh, just yet, but we have talked about a couple of different charities. So I'm hoping that uh, we get to that uh, stage. And, uh, you know, if if you do feel like paying money for that album, uh, feel free to do so. The money will be going to a worthy cause. And uh, if you don't have money right now because you're out of a job, download it for free. It's uh, it's free on Bandcamp. Um, and outside of that, uh, it's been really fun getting to uh, play and uh, cut out recently. I promise you we'll have some shows soon. We were going to play with Meth, and then that got pushed back a little bit. Uh, I don't know if that show's still going to happen, but... Uh, It'd just be really cool to see those of you who are out here in the Pacific Northwest at some shows uh, come up and say, hey, uh, add me on Facebook. I'm pretty easy to talk to, pretty easy to get to know. Um, And if you folks need any resources, say you're out of a job, I can definitely plug you into some uh, for that as well, especially if you're service industry. So, uh, again, thanks for having me on the show, and I appreciate uh, every single thing that Dead Air does. Thank you so much. Um, All right, we're getting to that song from Holy Flesh, not getting no getting through we'll be back um next episode we got kevin from metal shop it'll be fun um all right you listen to dead air terrorists of hardcore radio <laughs>